0: Welcome to the MKH Podcast, hosted by Mama Know How. I'm Sarah.
1: And I'm TNN. And we are two healthcare professionals bringing our love of women's health to you with our very own separated thoughts, opinions, and lifestyles. But somehow, we come together, not only to be best friends, but create a great space for women. Welcome back to episode three and today we have a very special guest with us, Brie, who's our May mama who tends to be in a lot of our photos and she loves some of the programs that we do and we're super happy to have her with us. Hi Brie. Hi,
0: (laughs) welcome. So we first brought Brie on when she was pregnant with her first bub, May, and she's in all of the photos as Tianan said. Um, She is our poster girl for Mama Know How. And she is now pregnant with her second baby. So we thought we'd bring her on and ask her a few questions about her experiences and maybe give you a little bit of insight into what you could be going through in the future. So
1: we also have Bree's um, first little baby, May May here, so you might know. Mae May's in the background <laughs> Hi, <having> a protest. <laughs> She's Rocky. ready to go to sleep. And so is my dog. There's like a whole lot going on in the house We're all today. There. Yeah. So it's a full crew. Rocky.
0: So, Brie, tell us a little bit about yourself and your
2: first experience falling pregnant. So, I'm 29, I'll be 30 this year, and I fell pregnant when I was 27, is that right? 28, with my little girl, May. Um, I'd been with my partner, Sean, for about three and a half years, and we just bought our first property together, and... We were planning a wedding and kids were definitely on our list of, you know, big life things that we wanted to do, but we probably weren't planning on doing it so, <laughs> so soon. So it wasn't right. <laughs> So I fell pregnant. Um, I'd had a little bit of uh, up and down times with trying out different contraceptions and not loving the being on stuff that kind of, Uh, screwed with my hormones so uh, yeah after trying to time my period like no work around like a a calendar which um, I've heard people have great success with clearly not for you no No, I think I need something a bit more concrete Yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah. yeah so it resulted in an amazing surprise I found out that I was pregnant um, I actually thought that I was pregnant, like, every month for, like, three
1: months before. <laughs> I feel yeah. like a lot of women yeah. do that, though. Yeah. It's like, okay, I think I'm pregnant. Or, oh, actually, I'm not. And then the next month, it's the same thing. Like, I'm the same. I'm not on any form of contraception because I purely don't like the, the synthetic hormone. Like, it makes yeah. me batshit crazy. Body. Like, I'm yeah. one of those girls that, like, she's obviously on the pill because she's losing her marbles. Like, yeah. that is me to a T. Mm. So, I completely understand when you're, like okay, I'm working on this calendar and it says, I'm like, I'm option of having a baby like four days now, ovulation, then four days later and you're like, okay, so I can't have sex for like nine days.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And you just don't, it just doesn't translate. Well, for me, it didn't translate in my mind that 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 one time. (laughs) That one single time. That one time, it actually like at the same time, we are incredibly lucky that it, it literally mm-hmm. took one time. Yes. Um, there are a lot of people who try and try and try for years and, you know, dozens and, you know, you know, 20, 30 times before it, yeah. before it happens. And we're super, super lucky that, that it was just an accident and the best accident that yeah. we could have had. But it, at the time, yeah, it didn't translate to me that that one time would equal uh, the biggest change in my life. <laughs> yeah. Um and so yeah, it 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 just was surreal the whole time. It was surreal. It still is. I do you still... remember when
1: you found out you were pregnant? Like we how many days late were you for your period? Like do you remember those types of things or
2: Yeah, I remember that my period had become pretty clockwork, so I knew that it was due. I was I think it was due, due like on the Saturday or Sunday or something like that. And I had all of the pre-pregnancy like the pre- menstrual symptoms like that Mm. that I normally would have I had like that dragging feeling in my legs and that kind of pre-menstrual cramping and Mm. like a bit of hormonal kind of crazy and then it (laughs) all stopped and then all of a sudden my my nipples were super sensitive (laughs) and I was like this is really weird it's not that cold it was winter and I was like it's not that cold like yeah. why is why, why am i <laughs> why is it like this why are my nipples like this so yeah. that was i said to my best friend are you that are you really cold and she was like nope and i was like oh something's going on so my
1: nipples are all over the shop. Yeah, <laughs> like it was really weird
2: and yeah. I, I remember saying that to my friend and then i kind of convinced myself that i every time because I thought I was pregnant like three months in a row and mm-hmm. I was like oh you're so silly like yeah totally uh, right. this won't this isn't it and but then by the following Saturday so it was pretty much a week late I called Sean from work and I was like you're gonna have to pick up a test because I think we're gonna have to like I think we need to Oh, jump. that's right. Yeah. Splendour in the Grass was the following week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, before I go and have this big weekend... I need to work I need out. I need to just make sure that I'm not going to be doing something silly. So I asked him to go and get me a test. And I found out that afternoon when I got home from work. And it just was kind of a novelty. Like at yeah. the time, I know that that sounds like a lot of people have these really big reactions. But at the time, it was kind of funny. We yeah. didn't... We didn't... It didn't hit us. You were like...
1: Cool. So Splendor in the grass next weekend. Yeah, was, About
2: that. Yeah. And and my symptoms really started pretty much straight away. Yeah. So by the time we got to Splendor morning sickness in a tent when you have to line up <laughs> for a toilet. Yeah. And not you know, fun. It, it's an hour long wait for a shower. I passed out in the line for a shower <gasps> on one of the days in my onesie. <laughs> and I just, I just, it, like, I loved Splendid that year, but, and it was really great that her, like, yeah, you know, four weeks conception or five weeks, whatever, she was, like, exposed to, like, 20 of the raddest bands.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so she loves to listen to those now. Like, She's now. They're, they're her top
2: we, top. We're grooming her for, uh, <laughs> oh. So May is oh. actually
1: now sitting with us at the table. Burping with us. Burping.
0: Um, yeah. Contributing. Annoying. If you can hear
1: her. And she's really cute.
2: So yeah. you can probably see on her Instagram how cute she is. Anyway,
0: <laughs> you were planning your wedding at this point as well, weren't you?
2: Yeah. So I found out I was pregnant, I think it was what's like July, is that Splendor? Yeah. Ooh. So I found out I found out that I was pregnant in July and we were getting married the following September. I had just ordered my wedding dress. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> Which was cost a pretty penny. So um, it was just really not part of the plan but also like we were super super stoked to be able to take our baby with us to our wedding and like
1: yeah it's a different experience isn't it and people say like you know for them it was a really amazing space because they got to have their family like not only your extent your parents Mm. but you're something that's part of you too as and that's what a commitment is right like it's Mm. you two going into a space so Mm. Really, she
0: looked super cute. We will post a photo of how cute little Mae looked at the wedding. She's She's just one of those girls. She's one of those
1: kids. I say this to Brie all the time. She's one of those kids that make you want to have babies. Like being a midwife, I see babies all the time, right? But there's only a very few select of them that make me actually want to have them myself. And she's one of them. She's
0: so (laughs) cute. I don't think I've ever heard her cry. Like her cry is just a little... "Ah." Yeah. And you're like, oh she's cracking it. And I'm like, oh really? <laughs> oh, He's this just sort of like, this
1: is how annoyed. <laughs> um so obviously fighting out you're pregnant. How was a pregnancy for you, your first one?
2: Uh I got really sick, like I said, my symptoms kind of started. I think some people kind of don't really feel like they know they're pregnant for a while. Yes. Um, but I kind of knew straight up physically <clears throat> what that there was something up mm. and it really knocked me about for the first, I think pretty much till nine weeks. So from, from almost the day I found out like four or five weeks till nine weeks, um, I was, I really struggled to get to work. Mm. Uh, I'm a hairdresser, so like, you know, fairly labor intensive. Um, I really struggled to get to work. I cried most mornings. <laughs> and um, um, Just because the nausea was so full on. I never was physically ill. But it just... That really, feeling. Yeah. It and was you are like so feeling. tired
1: as well. Like, that first mm. trimester was really difficult. And Murphy and I often talk about exercising. It's hard in that first trimester to actually mm. move. But, you know... Yeah. Because of that nausea and that just tiredness, mm. like, creating that space in your body takes a lot.
2: Yeah. So, I didn't... Like, I had been doing boot camp with Sarah for, like, really regularly before I fell pregnant. And for that kind of five-week period, even though it's only five weeks... I rarely made it to training Mm. I just really struggled to get to feel well enough to go Um, but what helped me hugely was I saw I had a really great acupuncturist who works uh, a lot with fertility and a lot of a lot with um, women who are pregnant so I felt like it was my only sense of relief people bought Mm. me all kinds of like ginger and all kinds of stuff to help with the nausea Nausea. and none of it it, and in fact it made it worse like i don't like eating ginger now i don't like it's too much lemon makes me feel sick again like it's just (laughs) weird so So what what were some of the things that did make you feel better i think to be honest acupuncture is probably the only acupuncture and rest i felt like when i was more especially this pregnancy having another one to like run around after and not having the like same rest periods that you mm. would have um when i'm more exhausted when i'm more tired my nausea is much harder to control, control. oh and also junk food <laughs> 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 donuts whenever Don- you're really off meat
0: yes maybe you were, saying you were yeah. like oh i can't stand spaghetti bolognese yeah you used to love that yeah. and then Couldn't do it. Me Me. was so once you
1: got past that first trimester and then into the you know second and obviously the third, were you feeling a lot more able to go and do things or?
2: Yeah, so I once I got to like I'm lucky that my nausea with May kind of stopped around nine or ten weeks, so that was pretty early. It was really intense, but it kind of stopped at about nine or ten weeks. So then I got back into boot camp and I was going to boot camp three or four times a week plus my yoga practice mm. um and until about 27 weeks um and then I just felt like it took me four or five days to recover from that yeah. boot camp session so then I started doing more gentle more yeah. exercise so swimming walking and mm. yoga heaps and heaps of yoga until I was about 38 weeks yeah great so um yeah there's a there's a sweet spot there's the window in the middle mm. that's kind of probably that middle trimester where you're not you're not massive yet, and mm. I had heaps because I had May in March, so like I was I was like thirty weeks pregnant at Christmas, mm. and like you know, it, it I was so swollen. I've I've never seen ankles as big as my, <laughs> my ankles. They were terrible. So yeah, it, physically it was quite difficult to yeah. to feel like I could move without like my legs popping like it was it was very uncomfortable for me to properly exercise after once I got into the third trimester but I did find that moving as much as possible so lots as much of much yoga as I could I never did um any pregnancy specific yoga because I was afraid of pregnant people at the time (laughs) (laughs)
1: because they were so foreign to you or the intimidation of what they were saying or
2: Uh, I to be honest I think that I think that what we don't talk about a lot with women and pregnancy, especially becoming a mum for the first time, and like every pregnancy you have will have its own challenges mentally and emotionally. But the idea of becoming a mum to me really scared me. Not because I didn't think I could do it, because I've had heaps of experience with children. Mm. I love kids. I don't, I'm not daunted by that stuff. I was just really daunted by the idea of losing. A part of me, or losing touch with who I was, because I knew that it would be a big change. Yeah, and I think I I probably balked at being around other pregnant women because it becomes all you talk about. Yeah, and I just didn't really (laughs) want to think about it that much because I wanted to hold on to as much of myself as I could. And you're also like
1: working a lot. Like, do you mean like in your space, in your mind, you had so much going on? Like, you it wasn't like we're trying for a baby and this is all that we're thinking about. Mm. It was like, oh shit. I'm pregnant, so I might start to think about this. Like it wasn't mm. like you'd moved into that that kind of headspace already. Yeah,
2: mm. like it's kind of odd because I had been saying to my partner for like probably twelve months, like I want to have a baby. I love. Yeah. I want to have a baby, but it wasn't. It wasn't our plan. I was desperate in some ways to become a mum. Like I think mm. that there was definitely a part of me that was really, really on board with becoming a mum. Like super. 100%. Yeah. But there was still a part of me that had, you know, travel plans and had yeah. other kind of um aspirations and goals for yeah, career and other things. Yeah. So just being able to mentally fit in what who will I be on the other side of this? Yeah. And how much of my like how often can I be that person? person. Because Obviously, a large part of me is dedicated to this other mm. little human, which is amazing and a beautiful experience. And I'm so, so, so happy to do every single day. And I miss her, God. I miss her so much when I'm not, when I'm not around her. Oh. <laughs>
0: Bree! <laughs> I'm
2: so horrible.
0: Bree's just tearing up a bit here. She had a shit baby. day as well. Her <laughs> baby is sitting right next to her, but she already misses her.
2: So, <laughs> oh, look at those eyes it's just called love isn't it it just creates a different form yeah. of that's true love the
1: enjoyment yeah
2: for sure and so like at the same time that you like and then there's the mum guilt that everybody talks about about you know like wanting to have your own life or wanting to have your own mm. things but then feeling feeling guilty because you are trying to like you that must mean that you have less time with your baby Baby, yeah so um it's tricky it's tricky but do we make it tricky for
1: ourselves by the things that people say and all of that type of of
2: yeah of course of course we we give each other shit all the time for or judgment or shade or Mm. whatever for for the choices that we make but we also like we also need to be okay with our choices i think that that's the biggest thing because there'll be always someone who's going to judge you because you know may slept in her own bedroom from three weeks old and mm. there's part of me that doesn't want to tell people that because mm. there's a huge co-sleeping movement at the moment which i think is rad if, if that works yeah. for you and your family that's cool i just it freaked me out and she's such an independent she doesn't want to be cuddled to no. sleep she's never wanted she's that. not that baby so. And I was, and I, I, at the end of the day,
1: like, being proud of your actions is yes. so important. And I think we lose a lot of that because it's like, okay, well, she's doing it, so I probably have to do the same thing or I have to say the same thing or I have to wear the same thing. or It's this real, like, people must find some type of connection with another person by doing the same thing. But in the at the end of the day, we're not. none of us are the same. Like, none of us do the same things. We don't laugh the same. We don't, you know, Mae doesn't cry. Do you know what I mean? Your baby's not the same as another baby. Mm-hmm. So... I think it's really important that you you're, you're proud of it and it's yeah. awesome and she's such a cracking little baby
0: anyway.
2: Yeah. yeah, and I think that success as a parent comes in. Well, it doesn't come into in, two, in mm. two of the same formats. Like no other mum I know is the same, has yeah. the same experience, has the same relationship with their partner, has the same relationship exactly. with their baby. Mm. Um,
1: and I guess that comes back to birth.
2: Like so, you mm. went
1: through um, the public space. Yes, um, I did, and that was. Your choice, and I know where you went through, and I think it's a great system. You know, why yeah. there there exceptions? Uh, Bri had midwifery care, yeah, um, in a public hospital, which it's a great space. If, you know, obviously for you, it worked beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, share a little bit about that experience. So, when you went to the hospital, what did you expect? Like, were the midwives said to you, you um, come in when your contractions are three and ten, lasting for thirty seconds. Like, what was the? What did mm. they tell you?
2: Was so, that so? Well. My experience through my through my pregnancy was was great because I had I got to know th- a team of midwives and I knew that one of them would be with me at my birth, mm-hmm. so um, that really eased any concerns or not even concerns. Neither of us were concerned, but you know, like we actually took the like Sean didn't want to do any prenatal <laughs> classes or anything. <laughs> I'm to go to the hospital and I want to see the dads. <laughs> he just said to me because. The hospital that we went through no longer offers any classes. They do Mm. like an online booklet thing, Mm. which to be honest, I don't even know if we've read it, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, I read a book, which, um, birth skills, which Mm -hmm. I can't remember the author's name, but, um, Juju. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, old, older book. Yeah. Great book. It's not fundamentally,
2: but I read this book and she just introduced a whole lot of kind of ideas and concepts about, um, really tapping into your own body Mm. and really um which was it really resonated with me i wanted Mm. to try my best to have a non-intervention birth yeah so um the center that i went through really nurtured that and it at first looked like i wasn't going to have a non-intervention birth because Mm. i was i had some kidney and liver issues just before i had may and um I they said that they were going to induce me and so I because of
1: the levels that you like they yeah. weren't functioning and what they needed yeah, to be functioning so my at my
2: kidneys uh, I didn't have any protein in my urine mm-hmm. but um my kidney function I can't remember what it, exactly what happened but my kidney function was decreasing so they tested me over the space of about 24 hours mm. and um decided that it was my condition. My kidneys were declining in their functions, so um, they wanted to induce me, and I said no. Mm. So Did you were um, like not today. Baby? I said I said as long as it's not a high risk for me or the baby, I prefer to try and do this naturally. And of course, you don't know when you're going to go into labor, but mm. I had a feeling, and I had been. I'd had all of these symptoms mm. in the I hadn't lost the mucus plug or any of that stuff yet, yeah. but I'd had a bunch of kind of pain and contracting happening in the week leading up. So my midwife seemed to be on my side in that. She said, Well we'll book you in. My advice would be to book you in tomorrow, first thing tomorrow morning to it mm-hmm. for a induction if you haven't gone in to labour. Yeah. So they did a sweep, which is not the funnest, but
1: Pretty much, you put your finger, your finger, fingers go inside and sweep the area to try and create, well, trying to find the cervix and open it up and things like
2: that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So it's a little bit stimulates labor. Yeah. It's
1: pretty much why we do it.
2: Yeah. And look, if 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 I had to do if we if I had any other any kind mm. of issues with this pregnancy and labor, um, I would 100% go for another sweep because it's probably the most natural way to intervene. Yeah. In trying to get someone to have yep. a baby before you have to go down any of the other kind of chemical mm-hmm. routes or where you're going to have to be stacked up to yeah yeah, yeah. intervention monitoring and stuff yeah. so I was happy to have that and then um so what, what time was this about 11 o'clock on a Friday and then she yeah. said you have until tomorrow morning she said you're in for seven o'clock tomorrow morning if you haven't gone into labor by seven o'clock tomorrow morning we're going to induce you and I said challenge accepted <laughs> I'll see you before tomorrow more at 7. And more, yeah. And she she kind of, like, she had this knowing look on her face, like, you weren't, like, this is your first baby, this is your first pregnancy. Mm. You don't know. You have no idea, girlfriend. So yeah, yeah. what did you do when you went home? Uh, my first contraction happened at the front of the hospital. Great. So I called Sean and he came and got me and my mum and we went back to my house. Mum left us there with the Clarice Age and... Um, <laughs> I think Getting I'd been, i frozen some grapes, I'd gotten myself organised for like, you know, bunkering down for the long haul, and it got to about 10 o'clock at night, and I'd been in, I'd been in like, kind of, I guess it's like steady early stages, like mm-hmm. I'd been having regular contractions, but they weren't any closer than 10 minutes apart. Mm-hmm. They're getting quite intense at this stage and so i called her thinking like it's been this it's been what 10 hours and yeah. i'm still there's still 10 minutes apart and she had said to me call me when they're three minutes apart yeah. and i was like they're never gonna get to three minutes so i called her and she she lovingly but firmly said sweetheart you're not in labor call me when they're three minutes apart you can still have a conversation yeah and i was like oh what So and Sean thought she was a very brave woman saying that to me in my condition. So uh, you get good at just telling it how it is. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you do, right?
1: You don't have a choice because it's like you're not coming into the hospital. Sorry.
2: (laughs) And because I've had a little bit of issues with my kidneys and stuff, she said to me, chances are that if you're if you come when you come in, Mm. they will want to monitor you in some form. So the longer you stay at home, the more freedom you will have to move around. Mm to get in the shower to do whatever you like but if you have to be monitored then you may your movement may be restricted so I advise you to stay at home for as long as As possible possible. especially because of that yeah so I got to about I think it was about three o'clock in the morning and everything had ramped right up and I said to Sean I'm done I have to go. And yeah. he said, but the last one was four minutes. And I was like, I don't care. You can lie. I don't care. I'm, I'm done. You can lie. <laughs> I love her. it. Lie to her. <laughs> I don't care. So he calls her and most of them were three minutes apart. I'd gotten to just, gotten over three minutes apart. And so she, at that point she said, okay, hop in the shower. If you can get another hour out of this at home, then Great. hop in the shower. So she put, I got in the shower and I, it's quite... Demoralizing. I remember thinking like I feel like a beached whale Because Sean was hosing me <laughs> <laughs> But it really does help Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> So on hands and knees in the shower I love that.
1: That's what you thought You're like oh god I There was looked, a little bit of is, out of body Yeah You're like looking up Watching <laughs> the situation Being like Oh for god's sake Like
2: okay. why <laughs> This is so demoralising So um, I got to a point where I said No I'm, shower's not I shower's my helping I need to go Mm. So, my dad came and pick, picked us up and took us to the hospital, and I think we got to the hospital about 6.30 in the morning, mm. or six, something like that, and then when I got there, I'd had a few contractions and things, um, I got, I had really intense indigestion through the whole pregnancy, really, but it got really bad in labour, got to a point where I thought I was going to be sick, and then I vomited up all of the frozen grapes that I'd been eating. <laughs> And at the same time my waters broke. So it was like a human explosion. (laughs) It was disgusting. And poor Sean, excuse me, poor Sean was like. I love you. Yeah. He just just took his massive step (laughs) back. Like, holy shit, like it started. If I thought
1: the whole hosing you down in the shower (laughs) was getting to a point, now I've seen everything.
2: It was really it's really incredible, like at the same time, like that it was like, it was so intense to have my body doing these things that I had no control over. Yeah. I remember, firstly, having that out of body moment where I was like, "This is hilarious," um, and secondly, it's—I had—it was really—it felt super um, primal yeah. that my body was like, "You don't need food in your system right now. No. You don't need anything." Anything in your system. that's
1: not going to benefit us right now. We're not holding on to. You're
2: out. You're done. Yeah. So they stripped me off. At this stage, like, I was still wearing clothes. So they stripped me off and took my clothes off. And I think that that's when they had me lie down to check how... Dilated. I was going to say diluted. And I was like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> dilated, yes Thank you. <laughs> dilated. Oh well. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I was nine centimeters at that stage. So. Woohoo! And just like on
1: an FYI note, when a woman comes in and she's nine centimeters dilated, I am jumping with joy because I know that we're probably going to have a baby naturally, and <laughs> I'm yeah. not like there's no intervention. It's great. So, yeah. not that any other way is bad, but it's also really exciting. You know, for you yeah. to have done this by yourself and to have worked at home for such a long time, it's like it's pretty mm. fucking good.
2: Yeah, and I think that what okay so at the time you know it's your first labor everything really hurts yeah um you can't describe what it feels like and it's it's not just painful it's really intense because your body is taking over and your brain kind of has to take the back seat yeah so uh there's a lot of kind of primal urges going on I think and it got to a point where you know like I they were filling the bath for me to have a water birth but I I missed out because they hadn't filled it by the time she was out Mm. So um, after a few trips to the bathroom, because I thought I was going to poop myself, um, I went to, they put me down onto my hands and knees with like uh, props and things, like a big bean bag and made it as comfortable as possible for me. And she was out in 20 minutes of pushing. So it was a really clockwork Mm. textbook kind of birth, Mm. which I didn't, I wasn't aware of at the time it just hurts. Did, it, did it feel like it was really quick at the time or did you feel like you're in that stage it that actually just... it did it did go really quickly actually like uh it, you, you think that when you're in that much pain that time would go really slowly mm-hmm. but you're just so focused just so in that moment that yeah. like I couldn't believe that it was I think she was born at eight forty-five. So two and a bit hours had passed by the time she was born. And it felt like half an hour or so. Yeah. Like it just, it, because you are so in that, mm. in that process. Were you counting contractions? Like were you count, like often
1: I'll say to somebody, you know, when a contraction starts, count in your head because it's like moving numbers. So you're like, or were you, I don't know, some people, how, how often, I don't know, some people will sing or they'll do like, partners will sing to try and keep them in the, that space. I don't remember. Or you were just like swaying or just I, moving or...
2: They raised the bed up quite high so that I could lean on the bed. Mm. So I had Sean on the other side of the bed holding my hands. Mm. Um, I just had tunnel vision. All I yeah. could see was him. And all I... Yeah, all I wanted was to see his face and to have him touch me. That's all you me. needed, yeah. Um I didn't want him to be patting me or mm. I just wanted him to be there and be have his I wanted to squeeze his hands. Yeah. <laughs> um and feed me Feel grapes. And feed me yeah. grapes. <laughs> and feed me grapes. The grapes is a great them. idea. Is that something you heard? Uh I I think I must have googled it. I yeah. don't know. I I don't think I came up with that by myself. I think Obviously
1: ice. Like, often you'll give people ice during mm. labour. But grapes, that's great because it's got yeah. a bit of sugar
2: in it and it's... Well, I froze a bunch of, bunch of grapes thinking because, uh, yeah, I guess somewhere I was reading, like, that people forget to pack food. Mm. And um, that, you know, like, labour can take two days. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
1: you got to eat. And trust me, you get really over sandwiches from
2: yeah. the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming that you would. Yeah. So... So, yeah, I just had – what did I – I think I just had water and – oh, pretzels. Pretzels. That was the other thing that I was like, what can I eat that's, like, kind of salty, Watercast. that's, yeah. like, popcorn. Or So, yeah, I think yeah. I had pretzels and frozen grapes, and that was really good. That yeah. was
0: – Were there any with, other things,
2: like oils or music or
0: massages or anything, like, little tips like it. that that you thought helped you through? Like
2: – I – the one thing that I – relied on really heavily which i really think made a difference to the whole labor was my use of Clarisage. sage so i used i used a massage blend in the last like week to 10 days of my pregnancy and for the last maybe five nights in a row i woke up with contract like inadverted commas kind of contractions like more than a Braxton Hicks. Like, it was painful mm. more than that, but not a proper contraction. They mm. were 10 minutes apart, so they were like, they were like a, a warm-up contraction oh, yeah. or something. For I don't really, you.
1: know, yeah. really know. A warm... I like the idea of yeah. that. We, probably tightening. Yeah. Know, but then they started to become painful, so... Yeah, but that yeah. would stop.
2: So, it would happen kind of half the night, which, you know, you think you're going to get a lot of rest before you have the baby, and you don't. Uh, so... Um, yeah, it woke me up from about like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning and they would, every morning I thought, oh, it's today's the day, we're going to do it. Yeah. And then by 10 o'clock in the morning they were done.
0: You were like, what?
2: Yeah. I'm ready.
0: So do you think yeah. that was a direct result of using the oil or?
2: I think so. I think that, you know, I don't, I can't compare with an alternate universe where I didn't use the oil, but I, there were a few days that I forgot to use the oil before bed and it would it, I didn't wake up with contraction with the tightening. So and then when after I'd had the sweep, I went home and I started diffusing clary sage in in a diffuser. Mm. Um, and I found that when I like topped up the diffuser, I kind of went ham on it. Like I, I used way too much. <laughs> it sounds like you used a lot of it. <laughs> I, used a, I used a shitload of clary sage. But every time I topped up the diffuser or got myself quite close mm. to the diffuser, I felt like my next contraction was exponentially stronger. And there was at times that I actually said to Sean, "I need to stop using this because I'm, I need a rest. I need. <laughs> it was it was becoming a bit too totally oh, intense. Bit, yeah. So, um, yeah, that was I found that to be really interesting. That was my first kind of introduction to essential oils. So I didn't really think that an oil could have that type do of, yeah. that much. But I did see at the in the labor rooms and stuff, they have signs that they put up like you know. Like, warning, like, there's a Clarisse age being used in here, so if you're pregnant, you can't come in. So, yeah. like, clearly it's not oh, it's, just... It's, yeah, it's something that's been linked
1: with, it, linked with you know, in, inducing yourself yeah. for a long, long time. Yeah. And you also, like, you whether it's placebo or it's effective, it I don't really think it matters. It doesn't it's matter. It's helping you get to where you need to be. Yeah. So, you know, whether somebody strongly believes in it and has worked effectively or somebody who's like, well, I kind of think it might have... You know, it doesn't matter yeah. it, I, at the end of the day.
2: yeah Yeah, so I think that the the other than that I I did drink some of the raspberry leaf tea towards the end which again I don't know but I had a really great recovery so and I've heard that that can help with your uterus kind of getting back to normal so I I tried to like attack it from every angle as especially like the natural kind Mm -hmm. of ways because I felt like that that's what benefited you, you. Yeah, yeah it's the most in touch with you know i feel most comfortable using natural yeah methods. i think that's yeah. a really good I think everyone's to... a bit like that though yeah
1: and mm. at the end of the day like whether you, if you know about the stuff it's going to be more at your forefront do you mm. know what i mean yeah. like for other people who've never heard of raspberry leaf tea or never heard of Clarisage age or things like that they're not going to know about the benefits of it so they won't use it whereas mm. like you obviously had done your research about those types of yeah spaces and how to induce and get yourself moving because you're like i don't want to be induced i'm yeah. saying this so like how do i get myself into a good space before yeah. all of that even starts to happen yeah
2: yeah yeah so i guess what was really lucky was that i had a team of people around me who were also in that headspace who are medical professionals who mm. like when it got to me pushing mm. they were amazing <laughs> at knowing a that i was ready to push and B, exactly how to coach me through pushing so that I ended up with zero tearing. Mm. You know, I think that there are a lot of factors that go into having a good birth mm. and you can't pinpoint one and say that's Agree. the key to it. Everyone
1: has a different experience and, you know, one way is, I don't think ever is better. I think it's no. just always that you for yourself, this was how you wanted it to go mm. and it, went exactly that way so that's so good for you and now going back like now you're pregnant with your second Mm. and may is one
2: in a couple of weeks
1: (laughs) in a couple of weeks so obviously very quick Mm. i hate to say turnover (laughs) because it's not a turnover but turnaround yeah quick um
2: yeah you know
1: yeah to head back into your second one so again was that planned (laughs) no okay so maybe birth control is something you really need to start to
2: (laughs) so as much as i'm not a huge fan of the idea of having some kind of synthetic hormone controlling you know the the contraception (gasps) thing i can't do it so so we'll have a marina put in i think as soon as 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 this baby's out
1: and so this pregnancy round i know that i spoke to you a couple of weeks ago and There'd been chat about a low lying placenta, and you were like, Whoa, this wasn't something that had been spoken about in my first pregnancy. I spoke about that. Has there been any other things that you feel like
2: you kind of, I don't know, are you more tired? Are you like. Look, a second pregnancy, I was talking to someone this morning actually about second pregnancies because your first pregnancy, well, you don't have anything else to focus on. Like, you've got your life, you know, going, and that's fine, but then. but then this little this little person comes and they are the focus they are mm. the the 100% focus so and you can you've got time to you know even though i was working full time and life was really busy before i could get home from work and sleep on the couch or yeah. you know my partner could make me dinner and i could i could just veg out yeah but, but <laughs> she thought so too <laughs> so May loves a good bed down. You do. <laughs> you do, bubba. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this pregnancy has been harder in that there is less downtime. Yeah. There's just inevitably gonna be less downtime. Yeah, so probably. May's a really great bubby and I'm really lucky to have had you know such an easy time with her, but uh, I was sicker for longer Yeah. this time around. And I think that it was possibly because I was t- more tired and mm. I didn't have the opportunities rest. to rest. Yeah. um i also didn't i couldn't this time i couldn't physically go to an acupuncturist three times a week <laughs> so you that's what had that, that's what i yeah. did last time she's now currently
1: feeding her toy to my dog <laughs> which is okay Can yeah share? exactly good girl put it in your
0: mouth put it in my mouth
1: <laughs> rocky not yours rocky rocky <laughs> <laughs> They will win. Yeah, I really hope so. They will win
2: everything. So, yeah, no, this <laughs> pregnancy has been different. And, and I think that definitely all of those kind of muscles and, you know, like my, my pelvic floor and mm. everything, all of those kind of really subtle internal muscles that are really specific for pregnancy are a bit tired this time around. Well, oh, their memory is <laughs> just
1: so great that they're yeah. already like,
2: oh, ready let's relax yeah so uh yeah i'm doing pregnancy really well maybe too well sometimes like uh my my i'm noticing all my joints and ligaments are super stretchy now and you said your
1: kneecap's just not playing game my
2: kneecap sits on the side now um which kind of sucks but uh so yeah it's 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 Mm. been more physically challenging and i guess also i bend over 200 times a day to pick up a baby uh 10 kilo person so um i'm not doing boot camp but i'm i've got my own little
1: boot camp camp. (laughs) yeah exactly
2: um so yeah it's it's, it's probably more physically demanding Mm. but having said that you're so busy that you don't really have a chance Mm. to, to worry about it to worry so
1: And I think like like you said, mother being mum is great. Obviously you have those days where it's just like I'm so tired. Yes. <laughs> and I have another baby and we last our last podcast we talked about people saying things to other women who are expecting that isn't always great because like for you you had an encounter where somebody said it's gonna be really hard for you this morning and you thought yeah. no shit Sherlock Holmes. Like yeah. I have a less than one year old and I'm gonna have another baby in no time. Maybe just awesome. somebody gives me a hug and says it's going to be okay and I'm going to be here to support you. Yeah, that would probably be a whole lot better for you.
2: That's probably more productive. Yeah. Um, and I think the ha- having having said that it is it is you know people say things that are inappropriate all the time. And they said <laughs> they said it all through my pregnancy with May. Yeah. Um, and I have really I'm a I'm a big goal person, so I've always got a goal for yeah. the next thing for the next thing. Like I've got I've got big goals for next for the next. Year, even yeah, even though I'm gonna have two, I'm well under two, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that when people tell me that, oh, life is much. It's gonna be much harder than you think yeah. it is, or it's it's probably counterproductive. But having said that, that's their existence and that's their truth. Exactly, and that, so
1: that is that how you kind of go with it? It's like yeah. well, that's you, and I'm doing me. Yeah. So. I'm going to continue to make my goals and, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, people are also different in themselves, aren't they, how they, they go, Rocky is still eating May's toy. That's
2: right. <laughs> yeah. She's eating his.
1: She's eating. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you this... We're one big happy family. Yeah. <laughs> We're
2: okay with that. She's like, I like this guy. Yeah, well, I think <laughs> that,
1: um, I think that you're doing so well and it's so Thank nice you. to have seen you like moving forward. Be... I was talking to Murph about it the other day and it's so nice to see somebody who's you know, wants to be in control of their pregnancy and wants to be in control of their birth and know what their changes are and how that's, you know, benefiting you. And And I think once you've been through it
0: once, then you kind of know what to expect, even though not every birth is the same, but you kind of know what you're going in for and, you know, what the process is generally like.
2: Yeah, I think that that there are positives and negatives to it Um, going back the second time because I, I guess for me... Having had such a great uh, great birth, and even the really, really great births mm. still hurt like a bitch. Yeah, nobody's, <laughs> so
1: nobody's taking that away from you. It's so, like it was really painful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me so, in the shower like a whale. That yeah. pretty much is just, you yeah. yeah.
2: So, the, I guess the part of me that's mm. scared is that, like, if my super awesome textbook birth hurt that much. What the heck? What if something mm-hmm. goes wrong? And I don't want to dwell on any negatives, yes. but it made me realise having a baby... Having a baby the first time made me realise how many factors are out of your control. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that the biggest takeaway for me was... Even though I didn't think that I had any judgement towards people who ended up with a cesarean or ended up with a, you know, whatever mm-hmm. drugs that they you know, had, offer mm. or... Yeah any of those other alternatives, I think that I must have had some judgment there because right. I walked away from from having May thinking, holy hell, some people have labours that go for three times the amount of time yeah. as, as mine did. And I was getting to a point where I was saying, I don't think I can keep doing this. Yeah. So there are so many factors that, that happen and it really made me... Uh, just appreciate that every every labor is very very different and if you need drugs or you need interventions then it's really lucky that we've got them available. We have the
0: ability. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree.
2: So, that's probably that's the the awesome part about having a second baby is that I've survived once. Yeah. And it was and you know, the pain and all as painful as it is, it's over and done with mm. when it's when they're out, they're out. Yeah,
1: and I think, you know, you know what your contractions are going to you know, yeah. you know those things that are really like going to help you when you go forward. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you know, this time around, like you know what afterbirth pains are. Like yeah, you know, those yeah. types of things that people we don't really talk about, but they're there and they happen. Mm, totally. Um so did you breastfeed May?
2: Yeah. I <laughs> so, I breastfed her exclusively for four months. And then at four months I had to go back to work. So mm-hmm. I started giving her a little bit of formula because I was scared of running out. And how did yes. she go taking bottles and she's formula and... she's a freaking champion. <laughs> I I think part of it is that I didn't dwell on anything. I just, I didn't, I tried really hard not to change Mm. any of my behaviours because I know that I'm her barometer for, I'm her gauge for what's normal and what's okay. Exactly, and
1: I think that's a great way to explain it because most people really don't don't understand that what you do is really heavily going to impact.
2: And the way that I react to certain things. So I just, I just tried to be a cool cucumber all the time and when... When she, when we gave her her first bottle, she had her first bottle at six weeks, and it was a breast milk bottle. When mm. we, I went to a wedding, uh, my parents looked after her, and she took it perfectly. Um, so we just tried to. I I tried to like arrange times for me to be able to go out, whether it be to the gym mm. or whatever. It's hard work organizing like pumping and freezing <laughs> the milk and having yeah, it all mum, organized. Yeah, mums
1: who do, do you know expressing and don't.
2: I do a breastfeeding like oh, oh my dear. gosh the
1: time it's incredible isn't
2: it yeah incredible it's it's amazing so i like really luckily i had no issues with breastfeeding i did use a nipple shield because i have the flattest nipples apparently, <laughs> apparently ever i love that word oh you have flat nipples and what the heck yeah, <laughs> do I do those now? yeah. <laughs> so luckily i got onto a nipple shield really quickly i didn't have any problems mm. um breastfeeding was a dream and she just took a bottle of Breast milk or formula, no worries. And the same thing now that we're coming to a point where she doesn't need formula anymore, mm. she's taking cow's milk like it's the same thing, thing yeah. and she can drink it out of a sippy cup or a uh, whatever. Yeah. So she's, she's super she's cruisy. Yeah. She's definitely a product of her
0: environment, though. Like you and your partner are both so chilled. So I've never met a more chilled baby. That's like good. she's <laughs> she's not even angry right now. Like all the noises that you can hear is her like laughing at the dog and like just getting excited about. Yeah. Everything around her.
2: And she's teething pretty hardcore at the moment. (laughs) She's eating fluff. That's her favourite thing to eat. Her fingers? Fluff. Fluff. Yeah, cool.
1: Yeah. I'm glad that my dog's currently still chewing on that baby toy. Great. That's (laughs) great. That's
2: good. As long as everybody's happy. Yeah, 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 man. (laughs) (laughs) We might donate that. Yeah, exactly. Well anyway, um, any any tips that you'd give to
1: a new mum? Like somebody who's not, you know having it's pregnant with their first baby and is kind of like okay so what's one thing that i probably just need to take away with
2: i think okay i think that the i think one of the huge the biggest questions that people kind of ask each other when they're pregnant in fact i asked someone this the other day it's this like routine question it's like are you ready (laughs) and i don't know what the answer is supposed to be to that but the other thing is like you won't be ready that's just the a given so we should stop asking that yeah and and I said to my mum at one point or my sister someone asked me like have you got everything and Mm. I was like the shops don't shut down because I have a (laughs) baby. I still can go out (laughs) yeah so I think at the same time that you shouldn't feel the pressure to leave the house if you don't want to or Mm. you know be out doing groceries like nothing else has happened also like people firstly people want to help you yeah so you're not alone. One hundred percent, people. All people want to do in life is like snuggle a newborn. Yeah. So and and if you've got any real friends out there, they will come and put on a load of washing for you yeah. or bring you a meal. The number of free meals that like we had freezer surprise for the first like three months <laughs> of May's life because we just said I love to that people, freezer surprise. Yeah, <laughs> what am I yeah. having tonight? Thank you, person, for yeah. that meal. Yeah. <laughs> so my biggest thing to people, my biggest biggest piece of piece of advice is that you know the world doesn't stop when you have a baby so if you haven't if you've forgotten to buy a thing that's okay it'll you know you can ask you can send one someone on an errand to get it for you it's fine um and we kind of live in this really information saturated world where there are blogs and forums and uh, so many opinions Mm. about everything to do with everything um and i know people who have have read one way of doing things and then feel really tethered to living that way yeah yeah. but my advice is that if it works for you if you found one book that ticks all of the boxes for you then that's really good but if you haven't then that's cool too and and don't don't get too swept up in the information if mm. it doesn't suit you and that's it you can
1: take it all and but i think i say this all the time it's like 10 different midwives will give you 10 different options into how to do something mm. try them all mm. if they work great if they don't
2: yeah you yeah. can Still take them along their merry way my auntie said to me when i had it when she was small when may was quite small she said to me sweetheart take it all in and spit out the bones. Yeah. And I was like, that is really...
1: And it's so true though. Like you'll find a way that really works for you. Yeah. And then, you know, you'll try and tell somebody else, be like, it really helped me. And they'll be like, it's just, you know. So everyone's so different. I think that's the benefit of having lots of information and being overly saturated, but it's also being able to rumble through the information and take out what is effective and what is true. Also relevant.
2: And you don't have to be a winner at it. Like parenting is not about being right. Mm. It's about learning and growing. and. So good.
0: You, so, you talk to so people good. that have got kids and they even say they're like, oh, I'll, I'm not. I'm still not ready to be a parent. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, you've got you're like a 10-year-old <laughs> and a 15-year-old. Like, what
2: are you what? doing? I know but when I talk about myself in the third person, like, mummy, do, like, don't hit mummy or something. I'll be like, but who's mummy? Who is and
0: that? Who am I, I? I am
2: not that. What? And when did I talk in third person? <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> when does that start? What? I know. I do that
1: with my dog sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, i um, super thankful for you coming and chatting to us. And Thank then in 12 you. months' time, we'll um, chat to you again we'll about two under. When
2: you're yeah. pregnant with your third. Yeah. 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 No, and don't we don't have two me. babies here. <laughs> don't jinx me, I'm booking in for my marina. <laughs> um, um,
1: yeah.
2: So you'll see, continue to see
1: Brie on our Instagram um, and through some of our. She is the gorgeous pregnant lady. Yes, with the cute baby.
2: Thanks, guys. Yeah, she is pretty cute. Thanks so much for having me. And it's been great
1: um so make sure you subscribe to our emails if you're wanting them on our website the move camp is on the 23rd of march march at musgrove park in brisbane so anyone who's not from brisbane
0: and if you are on our newsletter you will find out that we have a masterclass series coming up in april so and the first one one is all
1: about pregnancy so please subscribe and look out for our next podcast next week